Welcome back to another week of the Church Experience Toolbox podcast. I'm your host, Kristen, and we are so excited to dive into the topic this week of how to leverage your team huddles to really engage and retain your volunteers, to really prep your team to go into the weekend ready and um, just feeling good. So I'm here today with Laura LaPierre. Um, she's an incredible ministry leader who has been doing this for 17 years working with volunteers. So we are so excited to hear her wisdom today. Let's dive in. Welcome to the podcast. How are you feeling? I'm excited. This is so fun to get to do this with you. I feel like we've worked alongside each other with volunteers for so long, and I'm so excited to just get to talk about what we've learned together. Yeah, you are just a whole well of knowledge, and I've learned so much from you, so I'm so excited to just get to pick your brain today on all of this. Well, like I said earlier, we're going to be talking about um, how to leverage your team huddles to really build a great team and engage your volunteers. Um, So as we just kind of start off today, um, I really wanted to talk about what was happening before we had team huddles and what was going wrong before we had team huddles. Um, Laura, you and I were not on the team before the season, but we both heard stories of just some of the the things that were missing. Something I heard before what was happening before huddles personally was that a lot of teams just felt like they were in it alone. There was a lot of teams that were like, man, it is our team making the weekend happen. And Ramel was telling us this past week um, that the unity and alignment just started to drastically change when we got everybody together, seeing each other eye to eye. Um, It became less of like, man, I'm in this alone. It's kind of a drag when it's hard. It's only my team feeling the hardness. And it was really like, hey, we're in this together. There's a bigger purpose, a bigger vision, a bigger goal. What are some of the things you've seen with unity and alignment that have come out of huddles? Yeah, I think it's I think that's such a good point that seeing each other eye to eye is so valuable. That feeling of we're not alone, that feeling of we're not the only ones pulling the weight around here. Um, I think it's really brought this sense of we're in this together. We have each other's backs. Um, I think I just think of little moments like when things start getting a little crazy, um, you know, we're able to work across teams to handle the craziness. So instead of just the ushers feeling the pinch when it's getting really full and we're wondering if we're going to have to go to overflow, um, we're working with all the way out to the parking team of, hey, how full are things in the parking lots? And what's the traffic look like coming in to the welcome team of, hey, what's the flow look like as people are walking onto campus? And so we're able to I think part of it is because we're together at huddles, the leaders know each other, they trust each other. We're able to really start getting ahead in certain moments and really see the value of all of us pulling together instead of things just landing on one team. We're able to all distribute. When things start getting crazy, we're able to distribute (laughs) the craziness across teams. Yeah, that's such a good point, Laura. Honestly, I think of that too, of like Kevin, who's our head usher in the worship center. When we start getting near to overflow, he knows the person who's in the parking lot helping him make those judgment calls. And he trusts that person, I think, more deeply than he did before when he didn't know who that was. So again, especially if you're in a larger church setting, there's a lot of trust. I think that is built. That's so good. So let's talk a little bit about um, what is the tone of a huddle? Is it serious and somber? Is it super (laughs) shallow? What is is the tone of of a great huddle for you? I think the tone of a great huddle is inspiring. I think at the end of the day, I want people who, 
you know, they're coming on Saturday. We don't know what their week was like, what their Saturday morning was like. They're coming into church on Saturday and we need to get them in the zone. This is the time to take volunteers, you know, from Saturday who've had their week, they've had their Saturday morning, they're showing up to church to serve. It's time to get them in the zone and focus on what God wants to do this weekend. Sunday morning, we're trying to wake them up a little bit. Make sure they've all had their coffee and they got a little spring in their step um, because they look a little tired sometimes. Uh, But we're just, I think the biggest tone we're trying to set is we just want people to leave that time inspired and connected to God so that he can use them and they're ready to be used by God and they believe that God is going to use them as well. I think that's the biggest thing is I want people to walk away from huddles believing that God's going to use them because then they're looking for moments and they're looking for opportunities and that's when I think things really start moving. Yeah, that's so that's so great. That's so insightful too of really bringing it back to the heart of why are we doing this? Showing them the bigger picture and the bigger vision of this is spiritual discipline and the Lord is in it. You know, something we've been saying a lot to our teams recently is lives are changed in this place and you guys are stewards and caretakers of that, of the people here. You have to be a part of that life change and it really just brings a bigger weight of responsibility beyond, oh, I'm just pouring a cup of coffee to, oh my gosh, I am part of lives being changed in this place. Yeah, absolutely. And I think we want to have fun. I mean, I think we want to have a little bit of laughter and have fun because I think there's so much to be said for the joy of the Lord fueling our service. And I think when we show up with joy, when we show up and we've had a laugh or we've, you know, maybe poked fun at the expense of, <laughs> yeah. at the expense of each other a little bit, um, I think that sets the tone really well. I think there's moments to be serious. There's moments when we talk about serious things. So it's not like we're always just lighthearted and fun. I think there should be a mix of fun. I think there should be a mix of, um, you know, the seriousness of, hey, this is a big deal. But I think it's good to balance those with each other. It's good to balance, hey, let's have fun. Let's have some joy on our faces as we serve. But also let's hold the weight of how important it is that we are welcoming people into the house of the Lord. We're welcoming people into the presence of God, that's a big deal. And so I think it's it's holding both of those in tension, but really just knowing how to read the moment, knowing what's needed in the moment and how we set the tone for volunteers. Yeah, that's so good. What you said, read the moment, that is crucial. You really want to read the room for your team. I remember there was a week where we had an usher pass away, um, someone just very unexpectedly, and there was so much grief in that circle. So our huddles that weekend really looked like this moment of community grieving. I think I even cried that weekend during huddle and and it gave permission for other people to be um, mourning as well. Um, Then there's weekends maybe coming out of Christmas or Easter where we're exhausted, you know, and so we're encouraging our people, you know, rely on the Lord for strength and keep going. Don't give up. Um, So again, what you just said is so insightful. Really read the room and you want to stay on top of the pulse of your people so you know how to encourage them. I think I remember, I think I remember that huddle. There's a few other that stand out to me. I remember one where we just felt like there's a week where it was people on our team had really tough health diagnoses. um, And just, there's been weeks when we've just felt some weeks more than others. It feels like there's just a wave of tough stuff hitting our team, hitting our volunteers. And I feel like those are weeks when, you know, our, 
our people, our volunteers are, are human. They show up with their emotions. And I think if we just expect them to show up and we give them a rah, rah, here we go speech, but they're grieving on the inside, it's going to feel disingenuous. It's going to yeah. feel like they're just putting on, you know, the happy, shiny, plastic Christian yeah. face as they serve. And I never want our people to feel like they have to put on a face as they serve. And I think, I think what we can do in those moments is we just enter into that grief with them. Um, and so I think sometimes the tone is that more somber, let's let's meet our people where they are, but meet them, put their hand into the hand of God, and then pull them into this beautiful picture of how we're going to meet with God together as a church family. Ask the question, what does our team need this week? And I think that was a question every week ahead of the weekend. A couple of us who help run the huddles would sit down together and say, hey, what do we think our team needs this weekend? And sometimes we'd say, man, we think there's a lot of hard stuff. Sometimes it's, hey, there's a lot of fun stuff. Um, But I think it's important to just ask the question headed into the weekend. Hey, what do we think our people need so that they show up and are sent out to serve with the right headspace? You know, I think one of the secret sauce, I love the phrase secret sauce. Like what is the secret sauce of, of your team, of your leadership? I think one of the secret sauce elements of our team is the fact that we're just authentic with our people. Um, you know, we're not pretending situations are something that they're not. We're just showing up um, to meet them how they are as we are. And I think there's something so beautiful about the trust that is built through the authenticity of the way we show up and lead in these moments. Laura, have you ever, I've done this. I'm going to call it out right now. Okay. I'm so nervous. Have what you are we ever, calling out? Have you ever accidentally preached a sermon during a huddle time? Oh man, I try really hard not to. You'd have to tell me if I have. Oh no. Um, I, don't, I don't know that you have, but I know that for sure I have accidentally. Laura, can you talk a little, because I think you're actually really, really good at this. Can you talk about the length a huddle should be? Yeah. So here's the thing. They're already going to hear a sermon at church. <laughs> yeah. So they don't need a sermon from us. They no. don't. You know, I when I think of, of what we want to accomplish in those huddles, um, I think there's a couple of things I want to accomplish. Um, number one, we just want to give them any information that they need. Hey, here's some announcements. Here's an upcoming event we want to make sure is on your radar. Here's what you need to know as you serve this weekend. So, I mean, you gather people, you know, one or two minutes of here's information you need. And then, I mean, five minutes max, five minutes max is that like kind of inspirational moment of just trying to have enough for people to grab a hold of a nugget. Um, or a thought or something that kind of gets their heart pumping and gets them excited for what God's going to do this weekend. And so it doesn't, if it takes you 15 minutes to do that, you need to go back to the drawing board and ask, why do I need so many words? (laughs) You know, talking Mm -hmm. long is easy. Rambling is easy. Making a point and, and making a point that has some power behind it, but doing it concisely actually is hard. Um, And so I think there's some thought that goes into where do I want things to land? How do I get there? And how do I get there in a really efficient manner? Um, I love what you were saying before we started recording too. It's almost like a, like a sports huddle. I know nothing about sports. My husband tells me about it sometimes, (laughs) but I, these moments I hear not from personal experience (laughs) are very much just short, concise, high energy. Here's why we're doing it. Here's what we need to get after. Let's go. 
Absolutely. Absolutely. I grew up playing sports. Um, so I'll go with soccer because that's the, the sport I know the best. But pretty much every team sport, you have a huddle before the game. You gather together as a team. The coach says, here's our game plan. Here's who's going to be playing this game. Here's where your positions are. Here's how we're going to win. Here's what we're focusing on. And it really is just this focusing moment where you gather the team together. There's a sense of, hey, we're all in this together. We're excited to see how this goes. Let's stack hands and let's go out and give our best. And I really think that's the best analogy of what we're, we call them huddles, really coming from that idea of you have a huddle before a football game, before a basketball game, before a soccer game, you huddle together as a team, you get with your coach, you get your game plan, you get excited, and then you go out and you play your game and you give your best. And, and I really think that's what we're trying to do. It doesn't have to be long. It doesn't have to be, you know, there's no pressure to have this like huge, you know, beautifully thought out, you know, poetic crafted message for people. You just want to give them something that inspires them as they head out to serve. Yeah, that's so good. And I think just even remembering that these huddle moments are not about you, the person leading it. I It's really about that team. I think it's easy to, um, you know, to get in that headspace of, I want to say something so profound right now. And really just kind of coming back to, this does not have to be some poetic thing. You know, it just really needs to be focused on your people. Yeah, I think that's one of the great temptations of leadership. You know, I think no matter where you're leading, whether you're preaching a sermon or you're leading a volunteer huddle or anywhere in between, I think there's a really great temptation to care too much about what people think of you, what people think of me. I want to impress people with how good I can do this. Um, You know, you preach a sermon. Let me just ask the question. Let's just imagine that you're preaching a sermon. Do you want people to walk away from a sermon thinking, I'm so impressed with the preacher or do you want people to walk away from a sermon thinking, I'm so impressed with God? Yeah. I, want, I, I would imagine if you're preaching a sermon, you want p- people to walk away thinking about God. You want people yeah. to walk away thinking about God's greatness or his holiness or his compassion. And you want people to walk away ruminating on God, yeah. not on the preacher. And I think it's no different no matter where you lead. The temptation is to make it about you, to make it about how you can impress people or how smart or wise or funny you can be. Um, But I think the goal is just show up at yourself, show up as yourself, let people see God, let them walk away thinking about God, let them walk away thinking about how good God is and how cool it is that we get to serve and how amazing it is that God would use people like you and me to make a difference in the world. I mean, that's astounding. God uses broken, frail people like you and me to make a difference in the world. That's amazing. Yeah, that's so good. It sounds like kind of if we just sum up everything we were talking about that really the key to a good huddle is keep it concise, keep it authentic, keep it, you know, about the Lord and really just kind of breathe life into your people to go out and do the things they're going to do. Absolutely. And don't be afraid to have a little bit of fun. I mean, I think, again, that key question is what do our people need? Um, I remember there was one weekend we were headed into summer and we felt like we had just had like we had had a ton of events. Our people were tired and we were like, let's do Italian sodas. And so people showed up and we had Fourth of July decorations and we did Italian sodas and we said, hey, let's just celebrate summer. Let's celebrate what God's going to do. Let's have fun because we felt that was what our people needed. Um, And so I think set the tone, keep it short point people to Jesus, fire people up to serve. Um, And I think you can't go wrong. You can't go wrong with that. 
That's so good. Laura, thank you so much for joining us on the podcast today. Um, if you guys want any uh, more info, links, um, we have it all in our show notes below on our website, thechurchexperiencetoolbox.com. Can't wait to see you in the next episode.